Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. This is Flint Dilly, and I really enjoyed being on the Knowing is Half the Podcast. That's my real voice. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast. This time, for real. What? He's trying out new 2017 logos. I'm, yeah, it's it's a new year, Chan. I've got to try for like... Uh, this uh, time it's personal. Yeah, there we go. Welcome back to Knowing is Half the Podcast. This time it's personal. I felt maybe if I said this time it's real that they would be like, wait, have I imagined all the other episodes? Yeah. Welcome back to Knowing is Half the Podcast. 10 out of 10 dentists agree. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I it like is these. a podcast. <laughs> I, I like all of these, Gina. So uh, be careful. You're starting to, you're starting to step on my uh, my shoes here. Write us a new logo on Facebook, everybody. Hashtag new logo for Knowing is Half the Podcast. <laughs> Even though we don't we don't have an old logo. Well, welcome back to Knowing is Half the Podcast. Now with more Katie Couric. <laughs> My name is Ray Stacanus. If we were to have 100% more Katie Kirk, technically we would still be correct because uh, 100% of zero is still zero. Here's the thing. Just the fact that we're mentioning Katie Kirk means That's that we have Katie lived Kirk up the to yeah. you Guys, be careful. If you say her nice. name one more time, she'll appear behind you in a mirror. No. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, uh, don't fuck around with that because I said Beetlejuice three times once and then I fell into the heart of a super, <laughs> a red super giant <laughs> a star. See, that's uh, I almost I kind of fucked up that joke, <laughs> but trust me, it, 2017 it would be hilarious. Great start. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we have a Know Your Joe already under our belt that this can't be the first way that they see us in the new year. I think some people only listen to this and don't listen to the Know Your Joes. Oh, that's true, huh? I don't know. And for you guys, now you see the mistake you made. (laughs) Well, we are talking about an episode called Gray Hairs and Growing Pains. I just assumed, Chan, you were going to put the Growing Pains theme music on. Hey, I didn't get to introduce myself. No, I'm skipping by you guys. You had your chance. No, I didn't get to introduce myself. I'm Gina Blito, and I was like, The best is ready to begin. Um, we were just we watching this, and season one is so weird. It looks like a Cheers intro. It's got a, just a bunch of old uh, uh, sepia tone uh, yeah. illustrations. And it's not till season two where you get like all of the the, the growing the up remember. pictures. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to say your name, Robert Chan, at any point? Or didn't I already? No. No, we huh. got we got on a, on a Katie Couric. We tangent. got on Katie Couric, oh, and well. we never stopped. Um, is Rudolph joining the show, Gina? She's she's got her Rudolph outfit here. Goodness. If you if you've been following uh, Facebook.com slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast, you've already seen the Christmas shoes video. <laughs> I just found out about deer tits last night, and now deer tits. I, this old what thing is deer is tits? Weird. Uh, what is happening to this other episode? Than, other than something that Robert Chan masturbates to. <laughs> Uh, women will like uh, pull down their you know like sweater or whatever like show, showing one boob uh-huh. and then put like a Rudolph nose on the nipple and then like uh, like little uh, um, antlers uh, like antlers oh, I, I've seen that oh okay. I love this I've I, never seen that before I thought it was just like taking pictures of, of deer in the wild who've just given birth and they have big old birth and titties that's what I assumed it was as yeah. well sure. Um, sure yours is better though no th- there's better. literally a sweater with like a hole cut out of it so the boob sticks out and then they put a Rudolph nose on it and like googly eyes and yeah, yeah. I love Some, it. someone mentioned it in a comedy show last night and I was like that's not real and I <laughs> took it out my phone I'm like oh that's real of course it's real <laughs> she made the mistake of googling it Chad. uh rule 34 32 which one is it the porn one 69 yeah. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I want to get right to the episode. Gray hairs and growing pains. And yes. Let's. As long as we got each other. We got the um, world finished. Here's the thing. Uh, just now, why I was like, or like what I was uh, entranced in something else was that I looked up uh, Dave Marconi and Flint Dilly. Flint Dilly, obviously, we know. Uh, we know Flint. This show. this felt very much like a Flint Dilly episode. There are a lot of anti Hollywood attitudes present. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> Dave Marconi looked him up on IMDb, and he has uh, uh, this listed uh, this one episode of GI Joe listed on his uh, credits. Everything else, though. He like wrote Enemy of the State. He uh, wrote the story for Live Free or Die Hard. Oh shit! Uh, he's done a bunch of this other stuff, and there's this huge gap in between those. I was like, it's probably some other Dave Marconi who you know uh, they just like mashed his um, mashed his credit on IMDb because two no profiles together, right? Which happens all the time, uh, and you get weird credits for like actors. Like, no, I never did that. Um, however, I went looking even further. No mention of G.I. Joe on his Wikipedia, uh, but when I went to his website, he's got a biography, and I'm you know reading all this, and there's no mention of G.I. Joe in his biography. Really? But down here, as a writer, Marconi has also co-authored with Flint Dilly three serialized novels. Oh. So he was involved <laughs> at some, uh, uh, very far back, they might have they might have been like, um, like childhood friends or something like that, Aww. and uh, so... He got partial credit for writing this episode with Flint. Uh, he also wrote this other stuff with Flint, and then he is now a legitimate screenwriter slash director. You know what? I'll, I'll reach out to Flint before next week's Know Your Joe, and I'll ask him if there's a story there. Yeah, he's also an Italian inventor. Uh, right. I think of Guglielmo Marconi, who invented the radio. That's a different Marconi. Definitely the same. It's not. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they smash two profiles together. <laughs> also, you cannot eat his elbows. He is not elbow macaroni. Also invented macaroni. <laughs> Show me that smile, Ooh, show me that smile. Don't waste another minute, minute of, of your cry. Don't waste another minute of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're nowhere near the end. <laughs> oh no, we're not. Yeah, look at all that tape we're wasting. <laughs> Y'all are silly. Well, this episode opens up 
weirdly enough, with uh, Madame Versailles Youth Treatment. By the way, uh, uh, a lot of Flint's episodes pass the Bechdel test, and this one does it immediately off the bat. I remember right. when we had him on, and I told him, and he didn't even know what the test was, so he's not clearly not doing it to prove a point or anything. Maybe he's just a good writer and stuff. He, he, he immediately, <laughs> immediately passes it. Yep. So we have a, a lady named Jezebel, which of that's course, sure. that of is course. so Flint Dilly. <laughs> like literally. Oh, is there is Zorana playing a, an evil woman in disguise? What's her name? There's only Jezebel. Yep. There can be no other name. And she's going to meet Madame Versailles, which are like the two the two most like ham fisted loaded ladies' names. Yep. And uh, so they they have apparently in theory now. I don't really understand the logistics on this. They have competing uh, youth treatments. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they agreed to meet at Madame Versailles' mansion, even though Jezebel is like a nobody, near as I can tell, like she's a made up person who is just has a claim and is threatening a lawsuit, I guess. I'm still very unclear yeah, as to the backstory that, that, here. She, they're basically saying like, Hey, we had, we had a formula for youth serum. You stole it. And then Madame Versailles is forced to like defend her actions and say, I didn't steal it. If anyone stole it, you stole it. And then the lawyer came to the agreement that, like, hey, we're going to show the the formulas at the same time. They're in arbitration. But shouldn't shouldn't they be showing the formulas to the lawyer to break down, not to each other? So now they know each other's (sighs) corporate secrets? We had not. We we didn't understand escrow at that point. Okay. That was not a thing. I got you. Third party, uh, what have you. Um, Honestly, it's matter for size, goddamn fault. Because she could have just written that shit down on another piece of paper, right? Yeah. Instead of being, um... did she lose the formula forever? Like, because Zorana yep. steals it. Yep. And 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 do you have the sound pull for me? Because Madame Versailles has one of my favorite insults I've ever heard in GI Joe when she calls Jezebel. Why you unprincipled tart? <laughs> unprincipled tart. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sounds, love that. Sounds insult. delicious. It, it, yes, I would eat a pop unprincipled tart. <laughs> <laughs> Any day of the week, I would, I would, I would eat an unprincipled tart. Um, so, okay, so we discover that Flint is undercover, posing as a pool boy, as a cabana oh, boy, pool what boy. Yeah. I think he's just like a janitor. Oh, don't right. don't sex him up when he's not supposed to be sexed uh, up, right? Flint sexes himself up, <laughs> ma'am. It's a little weird for a janitor to be outside sweeping a pool in the middle of the day. Well, this is the part I find strange because, okay, the, the exchange happens. Uh, we, we know that Flint is working undercover. The Joe team is there undercover. We also find out the Dreadnoughts are also there undercover, and mm. somehow none of them meet each other before this moment, <laughs> which I thought was really just weird. Either everyone's disguise is amazing, mm-hmm. or they are all half-assing it and just different parts of the party. Because Zorana steals the formula. You know, they do the exchange. Uh, Zorana's one only has a cobra symbol on it. She jumps out the window. And Which the is a great way to do away. an exchange, even though, again, it's uh, it's a stupid way to do the exchange. And if you end up doing an exchange like that, absolutely you hand them a piece of uh, an envelope with cobra oh, uh, yeah. insignia in it. I would hand them a blank piece of paper that I farted on. <laughs> wow. And then when they're like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, look a little closer. Look a little closer. Oh, my God. It's written very small right there <laughs> next to the stain. Do you do that thing where you fart into your hand and then put it under somebody's nose? Is I that mean, a Gina thing? I, I like a would. Stink bomb? I would. You would? 
Probably. But then you have to like, like I saw the movie Mallrats and oh, terrible movie. Don't talk about this. And I didn't like I can't handle when he scene. does the stink finger. And I'm I, just like, but you have to stick your finger well up your own ass in order to make this. You lose in the end, also, not them. First of all, I hate it because they also ruin perfectly good chocolate covered pretzels in that scene. Um, I hate it. I boo. Hate it. Bad job, ruining, Kevin Smith. Ruining food. I'm sure Gina will work with you, <laughs> but she'll also bring you down a peg when it's time. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, we cut over to ABN News now. Flint and Lady J have wait, gone to visit wait. We Sparks. skip the part where What's Madame that? Versailles goes to jump, which, first of all, she looks like an older woman. And she is she old. And she goes to jump kick. Mm-hmm. Okay, excuse me. Zorana. Dope as hell. I missed, the, I missed, the, oh, I missed that. it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't succeed, but just the fact that she was confident enough in her own skills to even try is pretty mm-hmm. rad. Doesn't this kind of, like, remind you a little bit of the episode with the lady with no face? Like, yes. Madame yep. Versailles very much like, um, I... Blanking on her name in that episode now. No face. Madam No Face. Madam No Face. Uh, they, they're pretty much the same person, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, it, it did make me think like, ooh, season two, a lot of these writers are thinking about their own mortality. Oh, okay. Because they all want to be. <laughs> if, if her age treatment was good, though, wouldn't she herself look better than she looks? I mean, maybe she's like 100 years old, okay. right? You don't know. Yeah. 100 years old and still jump kicking over a, That's a, what a, I'm a, saying. a desk. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, legit. That's even better than Fat Maid in the uh, <laughs> Skeletons in the Closet episode. Yeah, Fat Maid, I, who just turned out to be a Fat Maid. She didn't end up being anyone. <laughs> we think she was the Baroness, but we have no proof Can of that. Can we please stop fat shaming? Like, we know what happened to Tracy Gold. We <laughs> talked oh, about this before. The are, you, are you saying in, in the next season of G.I. Joe that that Maid is going <laughs> to have developed have an anorexia. eating yep. disorder? <laughs> that Maid comes back weighing 85 pounds. Uh, it is. She's not going to be able to fight oh. the way she used to. Now she used to run up walls and stuff, you yeah. know. So okay, so we we, we meet Sparks uh, again. So Sparks was a, a previous uh, telecommunications guy for GI Joe in season one, and we what? find out. Yeah, I was surprised, Gina. He was the guy who I, who I believe who wore his backpack even though he was sitting down at a computer station. It was kind of a weird thing. Uh, he quit the Joes apparently at some point off camera, and sure. now GI Joe uh, is, is is enlisting his help again. Oh, this makes this scene make a lot more sense to me. What did you think? <laughs> happened gina i mean i thought it was just like someone we've never seen before that like what did used to be in the joes and that they were going to for help but... i kind of thought the same thing yeah. although that did make sense to me still I was like yeah it's of course still, it would it still made sense to me be... but now i'm like oh we actually know this guy well once a joe always a joe mm-hmm. and, and we get to watch one of the most interesting commercials of all time uh donna dasher and brett tinker Hi, I'm Donna Dasher. And I'm Brett Tinker. And we're here to tell you why we're so young and beautiful. The reason is the ageless care process. I'm in. Here's the thing. This is my first thought was like, oh, no celebrity would ever do this commercial. And then I re- I remembered when I saw a an infomercial with Cindy Crawford. Oh, sure. Where it was like pretty much the same thing where she was like, a lot of people ask me, like, why does my skin still look so great? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there's so many like uh, uh, commercials for shampoos and facial scrubs and whatever it was like how do you how do you get this beautiful by using this product blah, blah, blah. what's that acne treatment one that's like all oh, like hardcore that like yeah. all the celebrities do yeah proactive proactive solution justin P- bieber even did it p diddy did proactive yeah solution, they must so. pay the, those guys so much money mm-hmm. i mean they must make a ton of money yeah that's true to get bieber to admit he has a flaw <laughs> 
uh, Jessica Simpson also did it, See? and they let them show really close up pictures of their uh, their of super how acne. Gross they look. <laughs> gross people. What monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, we find that ageless uh, ageless care uh, is extensive enterprises, of course, and they have dealings with Cobra, as we know. What? <laughs> what? And and then Brett Tinker and Donna Dasher are doing these ads for free. Now that brings up some like red flags right mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. right? Because we, Hollywood people are a bunch of money grubbing assholes. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Flint. <laughs> we know we're here. <laughs> um, and then my favorite. Okay, so then GI Joe's like we have to infiltrate the ageless care people, uh, mm. and so they decide to meet. For some reason, they meet publicly at a dock, and Flint and Lady J have a little comedy moment. And this is again, it's a Flint Dilly thing. And I just love that he puts crazy things like this in where mm-hmm. Flint's trying to get out the words I hope they don't make too much of a scene arriving yep. as they're showing up by chopper <laughs> loud motorcycle <laughs> dropping out of the sky you know <laughs> you'd swear to god the one uh, sci-fi car- takes a what is that a hang glider in yeah <laughs> probably jumped out of an airplane yeah when I first saw that glider I was like what is this bullshit <laughs> I, oh great we're pulling out the glider again just so we can like sell product and then you like know. oh oh this is a gag it's a gag okay this is a pretty great gag it's really good. Like, I really appreciated it. And then the whole time, I'm just like, Beachhead, you're an asshole. <laughs> this is really the episode that showed me what an asshole Beachhead is. Because not only does he do that, he comes in a, well, like, a, comes uh, rappelling off a helicopter. Then he's all like, yeah. And then he gets all serious. Right. Like, oh, yeah, we are full on assault. Go Go fuck yourself. Could have just taken a cab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe not shown up in his full regalia. Mm-hmm. But also, why are you meeting at the dock if you're trying to, like, avoid attention? Like, meet somewhere private. <laughs> yeah, this a, is a terrible idea. Meet in a hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, subterfuge is not the Joe's best best asset. It, it is not. Uh, and so, again, and Beachhead, too. He's, like, trying to boss people around. They're, they're telling him the plan, and he just stands up. And is like, why are we watching this commercial? Yeah. It's like, it's been 30 seconds of the meeting, Beachhead. We're setting something up, hey, you dope. Hey, fourth in command, calm your shit. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's it's like uh, he's worried that they called him there to, like, sell him a timeshare. <laughs> like, he's like, I got some. I got a notice saying that I could get a f- free two tickets to Disneyland. I don't want to sit through this. I, you know what? That makes total sense <laughs> that he would have just come from one of those things. Oh, my gosh. He was at the, uh, at the uh, Courtyard Marriott, uh-huh. and he just realized, like, wait a Wait a minute! I'm not actually gonna get this timeshare, am I? I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to sit around uh, listening to these motherfuckers for a day and a half. So he just he just got away from that. Got on a helicopter, <laughs> came down here. They played him a video. I was like, no, nope, nope. I've been. I've seen this before. I know how this works. I'm not gonna sit through another one of your sales pitches. It turns out they don't just give away free tickets to Disney World. <laughs> hey, I got free tickets to Ensenada, Mexico, when I did that. Oh well, there you go. Did you go? Oh yeah. How was it? The only time I've been there. Uh, it was good. I mean, like it was. It was kind of far away from. Like it wasn't like near the beach or anything, but it was cool. It was like a free trip to Mexico. Was it a worth free it? Hotel. Yeah, worth it. Okay. How long was the sales pitch? I mean, it was. It was probably like an hour. The the most uncomfortable part is afterwards. They're like, "All right, let's like work this out." We're, like this is how much you'll pay. Blah blah blah. blah. And then you're just like, "Oh, I can't do that much." And they're like, "Okay." All right. Well, let's adjust it. You're gonna do this, and you're like, ah, I can't. I can't do that much either. And then they they like aren't they? They're just like. So basically, you're just not gonna do it. And you're like, yeah. And then they're <laughs> like, all right. Well, okay. Bye. Like they get annoyed, and it's like, please. Ninety nine point nine percent of the people that come in here do this. No, I don't think so. I think they. 
I mean, to keep they doing got that a sort shotgun of thing, that thing. It must they, work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they like no one that was in our group. No one signed up. Oh, really? Yeah. There Again, were, there were maybe like twenty-five people in the room that watched this. Everyone is sitting with like a sales associate. Some of them like did not even speak English, and they were just like, "Can we just get the trip?" And yeah, everyone I know has gone to them and then just been like, "Look, let's level here. We came to this thing to get the free trip. We're not gonna, we're not gonna sign up for your crazy scheme. Your crazy scheme." <laughs> well, now I'm just sad for. Those I recommend people. it. I recommend it. It's a pain in the ass, but by the time you take your vacation, you won't care that they were that they were jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we go to Hollywood, everybody. So we all meet in Los Angeles, uh, and we go to the set of a movie. Now, is this like a Tarzan movie? It's yeah. like in Africa? Yeah. Why does she have a deep southern accent dressed in like a, a, a Tarzan outfit then? That's this her is the real part accent. That, can, that is, but I mean, is she putting on a voice for the movie? It seems like odd casting. Uh, well, I mean, uh, the you know cameras what? weren't rolling at any point. No, I assume I assume either one of two things. She's she's because uh, Tarzan's lady love is never is never from the jungle. Right. She's usually from uh, Great Britain, though, so that is a little weird. Yeah, but but it could either be that, or I was thinking it's some sort of like King Kong esque thing okay. with the blonde mm, ingenue Fay-ray. that that the monkey wants. I get to you. I just get. want I want more information about this movie, I guess, because the idea of somebody with a thick Southern drawl like roaming the, roaming the African plains is interesting to me. I don't know if a movie like that I've ever seen before. Well, she's obviously not a native, but she's wearing native clothing. That's what you do when you get to some place. You blend in. Really? So when you go on vacation in another country, you immediately like dress in a loincloth? Yeah, I wear a loincloth everywhere. Oh, okay. Even if it doesn't make sense. I'll be honest. I actually believe that. <laughs> so uh, so she freaks out. The Joes come up to her. Flint comes up to her and says, hey, we want to know why you do these ads for free. And she's like, get away from me. Like, you know, that's normal. I think when Flint talks to ladies. Mm-hmm. No, he's a pimp. I'm just kidding. Uh she ends up running over to the elephant handler and blowing an elephant whistle, which enrages them. Yeah, why Stampy. do you have this? Why do you have this whistle if that's what it does? And why are the elephants just like hanging out? Wouldn't you have them like corralled in pens? I was pretty bummed ropes? because those elephants could have gotten hurt. Yeah. Sometimes elephants get hurt in stampede, so this is very selfish on her part. I mean, there's only three elephants. So it would be pretty hard for them to hurt each other. If they even stepped on a camera, that could hurt the bottom of their foot. Uh, but they don't. I'm just saying they could have. She didn't think this through. Well, obviously not. Uh, she, it's kind of a, a spur of the moment decision to yeah. stick the elephants on them. And GI <laughs> Joe, they, the the guys end up climbing a giant like ten story scaffolding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like like you of course would do in that moment. Yep. And then the elephants break the scaffolding they just climbed up on, and they do an Assassin's Creed dive where they land in a straw truck. Uh. And I got so much joy out of it. They both landed clavicle first, and they landed pretty hard on that uh, on that hay. It's fine. And definitely, don't say it. Don't say it. Definitely certain that they broke uh, many bones in the ah. body. Right here. What? Clavicle? Ah. Snap, snap, snap. I hate the idea of collarbones breaking. Oh, it's mm. so gross. Uh, so, Well, then now that now G.I. Joe has to do something about the elephants that are running around this Hollywood set. The elephants mm-hmm. in the room? Yeah, they, they have to, they no, have to address the, the elephants <laughs> out of the room. Oh, dear Lord, you guys. Uh, so Flint gets up. Now, this is a terrible idea. Flint's plan here is atrocious, right? Get Let's get flash grenades and let's lure them into an open studio mm-hmm. where they are filming something and there are lots and lots of people. Yeah, but it's a cowboy movie, and you know who cares about 
the juxtaposition was a delight. They're doing a Western movie inside of a bar, and then elephants run in, and he's like, that's not in the script. <laughs> I don't know. I got a kick out of it, though. But I mean, who who's like the people outside? Like, who is filming in a soundstage and then just has the giant like garage door of the soundstage open, <laughs> and nobody's standing around there like working the door? Like, you could just like, there'll be outside noises. I know, and listen, guys, I'm not their... Hollywood smart, but I know enough to know that's fucked up. The sound guys were on their union break. Yeah. <laughs> but we're filming anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just getting ready for lunch. So, you know, <laughs> setting up. You know what? Okay. I, I, I accept. I just say bad job, film crew. Bad job, Flint. <laughs> bad job, everyone. Everyone screwed up here. It's everyone's fault and no one's fault. And then they still didn't even get the information that they wanted. Nope. Yeah. Which adds an element of mystery. So Ooh. they go to football guy. They go to football guy, Brett Tinker. And, all, and he's kicking the ball. <laughs> And I thought this was so weird. He's he's the NFL MVP, okay? We've established this in the previous scene. And then they show him punting. Yep. And then the Joe, I forget which one of them says it. He says, uh, man, he sure can kick. Boy, that Brett Tinker sure can kick a football. Like, wait a minute. He's the MVP and he's the punter? Like, uh, at no point does the quarterback have to kick the ball, nor would he be impressive at it. Yeah, somebody somebody does not watch American football. One of these writers, one or both of these writers, have no idea how the game is played. Uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, or or they're intentionally taking a run at football. What I want to know is, so so uh, the football guys start to charge at them, much like the elephants did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those football guys is white. Yeah, that's normal. Yep. In the and, 80s, all football players were white. Everybody knows that. I don't know if that <laughs> that checks out. I William like, you the can't... Refrigerator Perry is the first one to break the um, the Color black barrier. and G.I. Joe line. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I get why you maybe don't want to make every single one of them black. But, like, throw in, like, one or two black guys. So it's not just, like, all those football players are white. Well, this must be the fucking worst But also, team. to be fair, there's only, like, four guys. Yeah, there. it's not there's like... a total of five dudes in this in this, in this this yeah. set who are practicing. And a football team has a roster of 53, <laughs> at which point 11 are on the field at any given time. <laughs> so the idea that just five guys in full pads are working out with no coaches, they're just, they're just mm-hmm. hanging out in they're their just, pads. Just having fun. Okay, kicking the ball I around. Have, okay, I have now figured it out. This team... Isn't a real team. It's a drug front. Just like when you it's go to New York, they have stores that like aren't real stores. They're a drug front. And then like they'll oh have like two God. candy bars on the shelves. Oh, just like the in. Detroit Lions. That's why they're oh. so terrible and they're oh, wow. actually a real team. It's just, <laughs> wow. It's just a drug front. As you hear this, Chan's uh, Seattle Seahawks and my Detroit Lions will be playing a football game uh, on sa- this Saturday as you hear this. So uh, you will know which one of us is happy. And let's just, spoiler alert, it's probably going to be Chan. <laughs> Let's just, oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> uh, can I get a little bit of a sound cue here, though? Because uh, he says, we're going to run a football play that basically involves you wiping those guys out. And there's a good, like, three, four seconds of just generic grumbling from the football players, which really caught my attention. A little unnecessary roughness. Get my drift? Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Fun fact, I own the movie Unnecessary Roughness on... DVD. Is that the I Scott think it's called Necessary Roughness. Classic. Actually. Yes. And Kathy Ireland is the kicker. She's wonderful in that movie. Yeah. She's great. That's that's Kathy Ireland in her prime. Yeah. Uh Alien from LA is Kathy Ireland in her prime. <laughs> I you know what? I was wrong. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. 
This is it, the new G.I. Joe Devilfish on a high-speed recon mission. There's Hawk, the new Joe Commander. That's Beachhead, the Ranger. And that's Whitson. Devilfish has two torpedoes and twin guns on top, and they're gonna need it, because here comes Cobra. Cobra got a new hydro set, and that's real dangerous for G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Adventure of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Devilfish, Cobra Hydro Sled, and Cobra and Joe figures each sold separately. Joe, Joe! Now, back to G.I. Joe. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so then they get crushed by the football players, and Brett Tinker gets away without having to explain why he's doing these ads for free as well. Do we never really figure it out either. No. Well, well, they're being blackmailed, I guess, or something. Like... Uh, I do not understand... Because it turns out that um, Cobra has this formula to de-age a human being, mm-hmm. and all apparently they're charging for them is free fucking commercials. These people can continue to do their job yep. for for uh, who knows how many extra years because of this, and all they want is like thirty, like a thirty second ad. My God, yeah. they're getting <laughs> such a friggin' deal here. Uh, they deserve. They deserve to be aged, and uh, 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 like what happens to Stacy later on. Well, we go to uh, Ageless Care Spa. Wait, Wait is, is, is her name Stacy Dasher? It's Donna Dasher. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry. okay. I was thinking of uh, Crazy Dash. Lady. Yeah, <laughs> Stacy Dash. Showing up at the what was up with that? Showing up at the Oscars for like no good reason. Like ah, that just, she's just. I don't even know why I bring it up. It was just so like, who made that decision, and did they realize that it made no sense whatsoever? She's just a crazy person. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's reach out to Middle America. What are you going to do? Oops. <laughs> so, okay, we get to Ageless Care Spa and we find Dr. Mindbender is there. Yes. Along with a viper named Tiny. Yes. Does anyone else notice that Tiny's head seems to change? It changes? Yeah, like when it's a close up, he looks like he's a different race and he doesn't have hair. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it pans out and he's like a white blonde guy. He looks like Guile from Street Fighter 2 because he's got that spiky blonde hair that poofs yeah, out and then is a that. flat top on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's exciting to me because I, I feel like Tiny actually comes back. I could be wrong. And maybe somebody out there can answer this because as I'm watching this episode, I thought Tiny the Viper might actually be Mercer from G.I. Joe the movie, who's part of Sergeant Slaughter's crew, who was a former Viper turned traitor to Cobra, and he joined the Joe team, and he was actually very competent. And I'm wondering if that's supposed to be the same guy, because they look very, very similar. Um, And maybe somebody out there can, can help me with that. Uh, we didn't even talk about their workout clothes, though. Okay, yes. we ha- Well, it's Beverly Hills. Another subtle jab from Flint. <laughs> Flint Dilly. Jab in Hollywood. Oh, my favorite part is because they're like, all right, we can't go in in these clothes. Let's blend in with all these assholes. <laughs> so they come back out in like in like sweatsuits and workout clothes. One guy's wearing a big gold chain. You guys know what the Sopranos looked like when they were hanging out at the Bada Bing? That's what G.I. Joe dresses as for this episode. And then Flint is like, no one can even work out in these and then someone else is like it's not about working out it's about looking good and it's like ha fuck you Beverly Hills (laughs) (laughs) you're all stupid assholes (laughs) well I mean you're you're not wrong Uh, oh no I was being 100% serious you're legit Um, well they decide and this is just strange so they get taken to the sun and steam room so apparently the steam room is is uh, unisex. Both men and women do the steam room together. I bet they have this that is somewhere. Beverly Hills, yeah. baby. And you sure. apparently do it in your clothing. <laughs> your full you tracksuit. Ha- you don't have to go naked in the 
in the steam room. But also, I, this is where I started to have a sympathy for the Baroness because now that Zorana's around, we she never gets to dress up anymore. I feel like she's probably like going to Serpentor and she's like, "You don't understand. I used to be, I used to be the top dog around here." And he's like, "Ah, we got, nah. we got someone else now. Can you Sorry. just like file these papers?" Oof. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Baroness wasn't even in this episode, was she? No, and she never gets to dress up anymore. Well, we have a new master of disguise lady, mm. so uh, maybe she gets to do it. Maybe there's an episode where they where they need multiple disguises in multiple locations, and she'll get a chance to do it. Do you know who else shows up in this episode? So that gets kind of a <clears throat> kind of a bum rap. Uh, Christopher Lotta, who plays Gung Ho. Yes, oh. that is correct. He does Cobra Commander mm-hmm. most famously. Yeah, he also does Gung Ho, and I think one other character. Uh, but uh, yeah, Cobra Commander should have. Uh, well, I guess we've got Doctor Mindbender who uh, handles most of the business there. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm starting to miss Cobra Commander. Yeah, I'm missing all the season oneers. Yeah. I mean, look, I like Serpentor in this episode as he kind of like makes this weird appearance. We'll get to there in just a sec because the gist of what happens at the spa is, and this is where the episode, I will say, takes a turn. I I took this scene as the anti-tanning bed scene. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I, I took it as like someone who hates tanning beds and is just like dangerous crap will happen. It'll age you horribly. Or shrink you down. Yep. So if you get in the steam room, you turn into a seven-year-old. And if you get into the uh, the sun room, you turn into like a geriatric. Here's the thing. This is what I'll say. The, the ones who got turned into kids have a much better deal because they're kids with adult brains. So it's like, yeah, you don't have the strength to do all this stuff, but you're, you can do lots. Like, you, you're still fast. You're still... You can go back to high school and crush it. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, seven-year-old Lady J is awesome. She's pretty rad. <laughs> like, the boys that are with her are useless, but she's like, yeah, let's fucking... Like, when they were like, oh, we're going to escape this room, knock over the guards, I thought the bit was going to be they tr- they run right into the guards and the guards don't budge, like when you're seven and you try and knock uh, your dad over. But Lady J kicks their asses. They still have ninja skills. Yeah. They still got mad training to take these dudes out, even with seven-year-old frames. Yeah. And, uh, and do you got a, a sound poll for me here, Chan? Just of the old man voices... Because all their voices change. And it, for the most part, they just get other actors to do the kid voices, near as I can tell. Mm-hmm. But as far as the old men goes, it's just them putting on old man voices. And it just kind of just made hey, I'm old Ray! Yeah. Lady J, what happened to you? Me? <laughs> All right, Bill Ratner's not really trying, <laughs> but, but uh, Chris Lada's gung ho is super, like super feeble and just upsetting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, and this it, does, and this feels like one of those classic '80s um, kid romps, like Goonies or yep. whatever, like that, yeah. where mm-hmm. the well, kids all go out and do cool shit. And now we get this cool thing where you have these three sprite seven-year-olds like rushing around with these old Joes, like just trying to get them out of the facility, but they're not moving too fast. But they escape because uh, uh, this is where we get a reference to "Good luck, main friend." Yeah, yep, a little creepy. She wants she to bang no... that seven-year-old. Yeah, yep. she kind of does. Good luck, you sexy little seven-year-old. <laughs> I just like watching your butt as you go. I like it. I like the continu- I like any continuity in cartoons because mm-hmm. there's usually none. So does that officially make Zorana a, a like a cougar? I mean, she hasn't. She doesn't fuck him in this episode. That so, we know of. I mean, that we know of. I mean, there's not a whole lot of time. 
<laughs> well, then they meet Lady Cop on the street, and this is yeah. they escape the facility being chased by Tiny. They t- and I don't. Somebody needs to explain this scene to me because they. Exp- so he's a Cobra Viper, is he? It just it just shows you how Whoa. society thinks of of old people and little kids, and they just dismiss them immediately. This dismissed. is the plot line of every like what, magical you, things movie ever. You are we not gonna deal with the fact that? It's uh, Officer O'Malley, some weird ass Irish cop. <laughs> That's also from a forties sitcom. The fuck is she Irish? You know uh, uh, what's the, the the detective from the nineteen sixty six Batman TV show? Was it like a Han- O'Hanrahan? Oh, uh huh. something like that. And he's that is the exact same voice. Well, faith and begorla, Irish potatoes. I mean, that's what the Irish do. They bec- they come to America, they become cops. <laughs> they become cops. And very, uh, uh, he's literally standing there in a Cobra Viper outfit, mm-hmm. looking as guilty as fuck. Yep. And they're just like, he's a Viper, and she's just like, scram your kids and your old man. <laughs> hey, I get it. I get it. Seriously. It's it's years of like, like remember the scene in the Goonies where Chunk is trying to explain <laughs> to the cops everything that's going on. He's like, so for jellies, it is. And they're like, ah, that's like that time that you told us tiny green men scratched up everyone, which is a reference to gremlins, which can be proven to have happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this cop is still like, oh, this little fat kid just keeps telling us about gremlins if, and fratellis. If they were like three black kids and three black, gre- uh, like old uh, senior citizens who ran out of an alley, <laughs> followed by a skinhead. With with swastikas tattooed on his neck, right? And they're like, "Officer, this is a this is a skinhead who's about to beat the crap out of us because he's a racist." And she'd be like, "Oh, you kids with your stories, get on with they you." Would. Going, that's how society that's a, thinks of kids. That's a freaking vi- that's a cobra uh, soldier. Well known. <laughs> International terrorist, terrorist yes. organization, yes. in theory, wanted by law enforcement, nah. and she does not care at all. I ignore everything old people or kids <laughs> below 12 tell me as well. Like an Arabic guy comes running out, big old bushy beard, screaming, uh, uh, Allahu Akbar. He's got uh, a, oh. a suicide bomb strapped to his chest. He's got an AK-47. <laughs> he's he's running after these kids, and the kids are like, he is a terrorist. No. He is going to blow up. No, a- this is the one instance where you would see that cop's head literally explode as she <laughs> as she dealt with all of her inherent racism and ageism <laughs> simultaneously. Because she'd be like, kids, kids don't know shit. The old people are so confused, but that guy looks like a terrorist. Do I? <laughs> That's what you would see. That would be like if a kid at an airport went up to TS- to a TSA agent and was like, hey, there's a guy with like a turban on over there. They'd be like, Ugh, we hate kids, but we also hate turban people. <laughs> so which do, we, which do we hate more? Uh, well, so... I, to my knowledge, we will never see Irish Lady Cop again, but she was useless. Uh, she tells them to scram, and so they just sort of leave. Um, they try to break back into the spa like that night, though. Yeah. Lady J climbs in through a vent in the wall and then finds out there's, one, everybody's cleared out, but two, they still have the security system active. But is this So this is like, this is the truck scene, right? Where they roll into the truck? Not quite. Okay. They, she tries to break into the spa first to find out that they've taken off. She loses her pants to the uh, laser here's, beams. Here's That's the big know. thing that happens Why would here. you not get new clothes at some point i will get there just get some new clothes we're hey we're already into uh <laughs> the uh, weird sexualization of seven-year-olds so the fact that she, what she romps around for the entire episode without her pants on and no one at any point not and and you know what one of those boys could have been like 
have we'll, my we'll, pants? Yeah, have my pants. We'll give them to well, you. Well, to be fair, it's it's also like the clothes she's wearing now uh, is large enough to be like a like a dress, basically. Basically, yeah. She's That's what made it okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. But she, she loses her pants. and <laughs> Although now that I think beam. about it, that would also mean that she'd be wearing adult size underwear. So those probably would have fallen off. So here's a seven-year-old girl walking around with, yeah. her, with her cooch just blowing I, in I'm the wind. I'm just saying, someone give her your the, – uh, the boys' things were long enough to be like a nightgown, too. Give her your mm. pants. Uh, yeah. Well, they meet they meet Donna Dasher, who's now super old, because yeah. Cobra, she said she didn't want to do it anymore, and then they, they Cobra put her in the sunroom and made Good. her old. Good. Uh, yeah. They should have just shot her in the head, because that's ridiculous. Also, Flint is sort of like, yep, serves you right. Yeah, Flint <laughs> has no fucks to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, then the most strange piece of logic I've maybe ever heard in GI Joe. They say, "How okay? So you want to contact the base and let them know what's happening?" To which their response is, "We can't show up like this. It's too embarrassing. It's too embarrassing. What is even? <laughs> it's too embarrassing. God damn children. It's too fucking embarrassing uh, to us for us to do our jobs where lives are literally on the line. All they all they needed to do was be like, "Hey, send us like ten people back up." We've been turned into little kids and old men. So, yep. We need help attacking this Cobra base. Maybe we shouldn't rent an RV <laughs> yeah. and go in with no weapons at all. Because this brings up, now they feel like they have to do this themselves. Oh. So they go on, Donna Dasher has the Cobra credit card. And this is sure. a huge big deal in this episode to her. Yeah. Yep. She mentions it at least three or four times that she's charging everything to Cobra to defeat Cobra. Sure. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so they decide to go out. They rent an RV. The, rent an RV. They get, um, let's see here, they get paint guns. Mind you, they're assaulting a Cobra compound. That's correct. A well-fortified yeah. Cobra fucking chemical weapons base. We have I a just... credit card. We could buy <laughs> guns. Now, they sell guns in the store, Chan, unless I'm mistaken. I am a crazy L.A. person, but there are gun stores here, They right? could have gone to a Kmart and set themselves Kmart. up better. Than they yeah, did. Yeah. Not only that, at least on a- get a crossbow. I feel like you can buy a crossbow, right? <laughs> but they went on a shopping spree, and nobody thought to buy Lady J any goddamn pants. That is what I'm saying. They <laughs> they went literally to a store to buy paint. You're telling me there were no kid sized pants there? <laughs> they went to Walmart. <laughs> A place where they sell guns and and pants and well, everything in all sizes, and instead they buy, they rent an RV. To be fair, and they fill it with paint guns. To be fair, what they ended up going with was paint guns, which means they may have just gone to a Sherman Williams and nowhere else. <laughs> they may have gone somewhere without guns or pants, and they're like, "Well, I guess we're done shopping." Here's the thing. My favorite part of this, though, is that their their big plan is like, "All right." We'll pretend you're a kindly, confused grandfather with little kids that need to pee. Solid. They'll definitely let us in They'll the door definitely. of yep. Cobra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then, blah blah blah, profit. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not just paint. When you when I say paint guns, you guys, I'm not talking about paintball guns that nope. could actually do damage if you hit somebody in the eye or something. Sure. I, they do damage to me when you just hit me, and I'm wearing 80 <laughs> layers of, of cover ups. I get bruised but for weeks. I'm talking about literally a super soaker filled with paint that they just Wait. spray paint everywhere at them. I, I get why they did that because it looks like green slime, and it's and like little kids love slime. My question is, 
that okay, so that dude that let them in is definitely dead now. Oh right? yes. Like yeah. Serpentor came in. Serpentor like right off the bat is like, What the fuck is that Winnebago doing here? Yeah. Kill the guard. I, I, oh, I think he played with him a little bit. I think he like I think he was like, Oh, you know what? It's okay, it's okay. And the guy's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, you know what? These things happen. I get it. I I sort of have a grandpa too. One of my personalities must have a grandpa. <laughs> and the guy's like, Really? I swear it'll never happen again. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. Why don't you go get yourself a can of coke and then as soon as he like turns around serpenter just snaps his spine in half and leaves him just like paralyzed there Mm -hmm. and instead of killing him he's like cool i'm gonna leave you paralyzed for a while before you die so that you can think about what you did. <laughs> so is this a you rewriting the end of the episode yeah, like you yep, like to do? Yep. This is the classic Gina rewrite <laughs> my, situation. My, my dark Gina. <laughs> after, after the closing credits, we come back to this scene in an interrogation room. Uh, no, I think after the closing credits, the guy is still laying there and he's like, I'm so sorry. Did someone call my mom? Did someone call my mother? And then like he's just like been laying there and then Serpenter's like, all right, uh, he's either going to go one of two ways. He's going to leave the guy there to starve to death as he's paralyzed mm-hmm. or he's gonna he's gonna be like ah oh, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry let me pick you up and put you in a wheelchair we have a nice cobra wheelchair i'll get you set up with a nice pension plan oh and goodness. then and then he rips off one of his arms oh jeez <laughs> don't need that anymore because uh, before that happens, Serpentor is super happy. Before he rips off his arm. Before he does that. Uh, Serpentor, I've never seen Serpentor this happy before. Like, this mission mm-hmm. is going exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And if a security guard just knew how to do his fucking job, you are working security at a Cobra base. No random Winnebago's just get to come in and roam around. My question is, if you use that stuff on Serpentor, would he go back to being DNA? Because he's only been alive for a few months. That's an excellent question. Or would he actually go mm. back to, like, would he go into, like, child mode? And then I'm, would he be kind of oh. delighted? If I had never gotten a chance to be a child and I was I was Serpentor, I would be like, ooh, this is kind of cool. By that nature, I think Serpentor's a lot like Michael Jackson, right? Because he never really got his childhood. He probably wants to relive it. Probably oh, has a Ferris so wheel. So you're saying that when Neverland. Serpentor sees the three Joes jump, the three Kitty Joes jump out, he gets a bony? I, I think. Well, here's the deal: because something happens because the Joes attack, Cobra <laughs> attacks, and then Serpentor's like, "I'ma go fuck those kids <laughs> up." <laughs> And then the Strato Viper stand in his way and say, Emperor, no, you can't go fight those three small children and no, four old no. people. Those were those were the old Joes in disguise. No, yes. Right? Yes. They were, right? What? Oh, the- oh no, the Strato Vipers? No, 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 those were actual Strato Vipers. And they tell Serpentor, like, hey, don't pick a fight with those people you could easily crush in two seconds. And Serpentor I think- very quickly says, yeah. That's not a fight I want at all. Here's the thing. I think that there's a deleted scene where the Stratovipers like get him into a helicopter and and, and and he goes to safety and then they pull off their faces and their Joes. <laughs> really? Because that was I was because I had the same thought of like, oh, what? He's he's been in battles before. Why would he why would they have a weird thing about him fighting three old men so i was like oh this is clearly a plot just to get him out of there it's to get him out of there but by the joes but but i'm telling you it's just he it's just bizarre because he picks a fight with sergeant slaughter on the reg and will even let the fight be fair Ooh, okay here's a theory they've recently discovered that that the dna that they use to make him is slowly degrading 
Oh, okay. So he has various flaws. Like his bones are super brittle, but they don't want to tell him that. We have a bone density discussion again. We haven't <laughs> had one of those in a while. Oh, Serpentor has osteoporosis. <laughs> I just think it's like the science is like turning against him. It's sort of like flowers for Algernon. Oh, jeez. Where they like they like know what's going to happen to him, but they like don't really want to tell him because they don't want to make him sad. So they're like, all right. We want him to live out his final days thinking that he is the Jesus. supreme emperor, but let's, we have to, we have to protect him from any fight because one good kick will shatter his bones into dust. <laughs> well, that's a theory. Classic uh, dark Gina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and, and oh, the other thing they bought. Once the world understands we own the anti-aging process, their vanity will beat a path to our door. Here's the thing about that is that it's, uh, this is their problem. They think that it's this is all about vanity, this youth aging process or whatever. But in fact, this is an anti-mortality device. It is. And all they have to do is say, we will keep you alive forever. Now, Give us all your money and every single person in the world will be in yes, the Cobra. Absolutely. But what if it doesn't do anything to your internal organs? So it's like, it's not going to like defeat cancer. I mean, it definitely like doesn't affect the brain because they all still have the same brain. Right. It does affect their vocal cords because their voices all change. But I'm saying if it doesn't affect like their heart, their lungs, their liver, all that stuff, what if those keep getting old? I, I don't know. I'm well, asking e- the question. Then even if it is just vanity, they're still making a ton uh, of money. Like more than just a ton of money. Um, yeah, it would essentially obliterate. The entire uh, cosmetics industry. industry. Oh, and then Paul Ryan could privatize Medicare and nobody would care. Yep. Because there'd be no old people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say that that's got to be hell for insurance companies, though. (laughs) If you suddenly can, like, just be seven years old again. Like, at what point do you get off your parents' insurance? Oh, yeah. No. Wait a minute. Yeah, we do know that the internal organs are affected because they turned into seven-year-olds and they got tiny. Well, that's true, huh? It's not like they had adult organs inside there. Oh, that would be horrible if their if their skin got tiny, but their yeah. Their, <laughs> oh no, their adult spleen burst out. Well, <laughs> the other thing they bought on the shopping spree are skateboards because you know you can't have seven year old kids fighting Cobra uh, without rad uh, Sherman Williams <laughs> and a TNC skate shop. Okay, we're done. Let's go take on Cobra. Where you know, they get PRV from? They they sell pants at the skate shop. Shut up, Lady J. We don't have time. <laughs> they do. They would absolutely have pants where the skateboards were. (laughs) (laughs) And then they rented a rental service, U-Haul or something. I don't know where you get an RV from. Chad's RV Emporium. Yeah. And Pantatorium. (laughs) (laughs) Why is nobody buying Lady J pants? I think think that it was part of their plan. Like, they were like, and as an added bonus, sexy seven-year-old Lady J will distract everyone by being pantsless. So weird. Uh, so mainframe skateboards off and he Show finds... him your hairless vagina, Lady J. <laughs> <Jesus>. uh, <laughs> and it would be, too, because we saw their hair get affected. Flint kept his hair, but uh, gung-ho and... Um, I forget mainframe? If it was, uh, and, well, sci-fi, I think, also was the oh. other old guy. Uh, uh, all became, like, super old, and their hair all started falling out. So when they get euthanized... Oh, oh that yeah. sounded bad. When they got euthanized, <laughs> their hair comes back. It was great. Uh-huh. Uh, so mainframe skateboards off, and seven-year-old mainframe meets up with Zorana, who gives him the plans to the device. Yeah. And, and he's probably, sweet, can I touch sweet. your boobies yeah. real quick? He's yeah. Like, All right. Really he's like, I just want to see my tiny hands on your boobies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Because, I mean, it's just really weird because there's got to be a moment Zorana sees him as the kid and she still has those feelings and she uh-huh. she would have to accept him if these feelings are real, right? Mm-hmm. So she'd have to fuck the seven-year-old mainframe. Well, I wonder, like, if she planned it right, she would be like, okay, right as you're about to, like, get big, like, put your tiny penis in me. <laughs> And then, like, we'll what? make you, we'll make you like normal age. Doesn't even make any sense. But you have to be in the room, and I have to be out of the room. So it's got to be through a hole in the door. Tell me that that wouldn't be cool. No, that would be, be horrifying. Cool. Why would you do that? What are you talking about? Jesus right Christ! Now? You could just do it normally. Like, I, I guess if I, the feeling you're going for is like. Let me put my uh, flaccid penis inside <laughs> you, and then it gets hard. It gets bigger. Like you don't have to de-age de- anybody to make that happen. <laughs> okay, I still think it would be cool though. Like if you were holding like an apple or something in your tiny, tiny person hand, <laughs> and then you saw yourself get bigger. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, man. Normally, I track with you, Gina, but I, I, I've got nothing. I don't even I don't understand what's happening. Or like you eat like a really small hamburger, and when you get big, the hamburger stays small. <laughs> oh, I don't understand this at all. What would be the experience you're looking for? It would be like it would be like it would look like the equivalent of something shrinking in your hand. I think what she's what she's building to. Is it she and her boyfriend get into one of these machines? <laughs> she gets de so all of a sudden <laughs> he's he's porking a seven year old, and it'll be huge. The penis will be huge inside her because she'll have shrunk. I'm just saying. Say you're holding an apple. Jesus, <laughs> a baby's arm holding an apple. Yes, we get it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> It's really upsetting me now. This is this is this is what the people who Ray is trying to buy a house from are going to use as evidence that he does not deserve a house. Oh my god! Yeah, this will be the thing DCS uh, <laughs> takes a look at. Uh, it's really not like this every episode, guys. Uh, okay, mainframe gets big. Apparently, while holding an apple Please, in don't, his hand. Yeah, don't no new words. New words. <laughs> bad, bad he, I, I think this mainframe plan was a little smart. He goes, I reprogrammed the machines to blow up. And That's yes, the thing you can do, sure. It sounds it... like total bullshit, but like right. the, uh, 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 what's the uh, Pascal's wager deal? Can you afford not to run away from the base anyway? Mindbender knew he was lying. He knew. He knew he was lying, 100%. But he's yeah. like, but you can't run the risk. What if that 1% well, is, is true? No, the, th- the problem is, is that everybody bailed on him. That is correct. So it's yes. like, okay, now it's one versus like 30 people. But uh, I really wanted to see baby Mindbender. Baby oh my god! Like I wanted to oh, be seven year old with a teeny bender. tiny, with teeny tiny head with a huge mustache on it. Oh, <laughs> so is this like is this like Muppet Babies but with yeah. GI Joe? Yeah, is this, is this Muppet work, Cobras <laughs> will make our plans come true. Here's the thing: the the monocle would be way too big for him. Oh, yeah. and he would have a full head of hair. I think. But then, if once he got aged, that monocle would get really, really big. <laughs> exactly. <all the> <laughs> okay, so picture picture a small hand holding a big. No, monocle. I'm sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainframe gets all the Cobras to leave the base, and when the Joes go through the machines, and then they get back to their normal um, ages, and I, I, I kick it back like five years, right? Like just because you can. Yeah, I, I mean, five years. I would say, I would, I would say, yeah, especially Lady J is probably well, like. And then we get right. I just wrote down here: Chekhov's no pants. <laughs> Oh, we yeah. referenced no it, it pants in the off. second Now act, I and got it, it. Now I was like, okay, I get why they didn't get her pants so that they could have this one joke at the end. That was it. Literally, it's all building towards a Lady J's 
it's it's like we're gonna give a little like shudder of excitement to all the ten year olds out there watching Lady J yep. with no pants on. Yeah, yep. and they literally like slide the camera up, and she's holding it down mm-hmm. like Marilyn Monroe on the mm-hmm. grate. And yeah, I think a ten year old Ray probably got a big chub from <laughs> from that scene. <laughs> what can I tell you? I'm a flawed individual. <laughs> Were you holding an apple when you got that? God damn it! Chub? <laughs> no. And that's our show. And that's it, everybody. <laughs> that is that was the end of the episode. That's it for gray hairs and growing pains. As I will, long as we got each other, I will reach out to you. We got the world spinning right in our We got the apple sitting right in our hand. All the, time, <laughs> the luckiest dreamers ever to dream. I'll reach out to Flint Dilly and see if he can explain <laughs> any of this to us. Um, ask him specifically about the holding the apple. I will not ask him about <laughs> holding the apple. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, if I never think about apples again the rest of my life, <laughs> it will be too soon. <laughs> oh, in addition, <sighs> Ray told us a, a, just a heartwarming story uh, involving Pokemon porn uh, this Christmas. <laughs> Not only have we ruined Pokemon for Ray for all time, now we've destroyed apples for him. Any kind of apples. He's going to walk in and somebody's like, hey, would you like an apple pie? He's going to be like, baby dick, baby dick, baby dick, baby dick. <laughs> and he'll never be able to touch it. He won't be able to go into a produce store without just walking by all those delicious apples. For the record, yes, this show has destroyed my life. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, we're going to take everything from you, everything Ray. Good away from me. We just need to. We just need to have him associate diet sodas with something negative now. Oh, oh, that's our next oh, great no, goal. No, you do not. Yeah. How dare you? All right. Picture a picture a seven year old penis floating in a in a can of diet soda. You know what? what? Still doesn't bother me as much as that stupid <laughs> apple does. Anyway, guys, uh, that's going to do it for uh, this episode. Episode, thank God. Gray hairs and growing pains, knowing it's half the podcast. Uh, you can always hit us up at uh, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, be part of our secret vault. Maybe even suggest an episode of some other show you want us to do. <coughs> We're all in favor of that. Yeah, we've been doing stuff like we've been doing episodes of Thundercats over there. Yep. And uh, we did that He-Man uh, Sheer Christmas special. Which you got a teaser of oh. if you were there. It's already down, uh, isn't it? By the yeah, time? We, yeah, we did a yeah. Ghostbusters yep. Christmas special. Yep, that was for the main feed, though. But it's uh, probably going to go eventually to the to the Patreon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we're doing all sorts of kooky, crazy stuff. So. Yeah, and and we'll, we take requests if you're if you're a subscriber. It's just, it's good times, and it's if you like what we're doing and you want us to do more of it, you can be part for five freaking bucks a month. We'll we'll, we'll set you up. So Boom. not a lot to ask for. Um, also, you can do some on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Give us a like on there. Join our community. Have some fun with it. Make some dumb Apple jokes probably this weekend. Because <laughs> that's I'm going to be getting people tweeting me just pictures of fucking apples <laughs> all during my playoff game on Saturday <laughs> night. We can dream. <laughs> I know this is going to happen now. I'm going to be rage tweeting about football and people will be like, hey, Ray, oh, you should feel better. Here's a goddamn apple. <laughs> Fuck you. Just saying. Uh, otherwise, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I'm giving you my Twitter address immediately after I say that, but that's how the show works. You Fuck hit- you. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show at G.I. Joe Podcast. I am individually at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And I swear to God, if you fucking tweet me an apple during my football game, I will have a hearty laugh and also be upset with you. <laughs> that is the two, the order that that will go in. Uh, <laughs> until then, we'll be back next week uh, with another Know Your Joe. And the next, ep- the next episode, guys, I looked ahead. 
It's a Sergeant Slaughter episode. Oh. It's a full-blown oh, Sergeant Slaughter episode, and I'm very, very excited. My Brother's that. Keeper. My Brother's Keeper. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Sergeant Slaughter episode. And you mentioned before we passed the Bechtel test. So. Yeah. We're good. I think that's it, guys. We're good. Let's go shoot this video of Gina wearing the Rudolph costume. What do you think? Singing no. Christmas shoes to Ray. Yep. That's, uh, I don't care if it's a new year and Christmas is over. We committed to it, <laughs> the bit, and we're doing it. Yeah. So look for that on Facebook. Until then, good night. Dear listeners, do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming, and we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling into water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this game. Boy Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh and I was my just, god! Like, traumatized. I was like, "No, my my Pokemon." That's gaming together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.